from the PSIA AASI Mobile Studios at Huntley Lodge, Big Sky Resort, Montana. I am George Thomas. You're listening to First Chair, and what a great guest we've got for you right now. Cert 3 at age 70, Emily <laughs> Spiker, thank you for joining us. You're welcome. I've been keeping that age a secret for a long time. I guess it's out now. Well, it would be very easy to do because you look like you're 35. Oh, I'll take that. <laughs> Thank that's you. No kidding. So you were talking a little bit before we started recording, um, and you said you really haven't been doing that this long. You got a, a late start with instruction. Um, where are you from, and what got you started in ski instruction? It, it was an interesting journey. I actually uh, grew up in the South, outside of Richmond, Virginia. Um, skiing was not something that we grew up doing. Snow didn't last that long down there. We had snow for a day. Um, when I got married, we uh, moved to Northern Virginia, and my husband was going to graduate school and working in a sporting goods store, and so it was Christmas Eve, and what do I get for Christmas? What's left in the sporting goods store? So I got a pair of skis. So that kind of introduced me to it, and I started, um, We would. I was teaching school, and we'd go even in the evenings and ski night skiing, which was a big deal, and uh, we'd go to what is now Liberty Mountain. Um, and I did it for a number of years, and then uh, when, I, when we had children, we wanted them to learn the skills, so we always traveled out west at least for a week a year, and we'd do the local mountains. Um, and then I realized after the kids were grown and I wasn't teaching school anymore that I needed to find something to do. And I kept thinking, what is my passion? And I just remembered how much I loved it. And it was just this feeling of being outside and enjoying the winter. And so I went and tried to be a ski instructor and it just stuck and I've enjoyed every moment of it ever since. Part-time, full-time, how often do you teach? I've, I'm part-time but um, now because I have more time I, I started off teaching three days a week but now I go to the mountain on a Wednesday evening and I teach uh, through till Sunday and so it's it, even though it's considered part-time I'm putting more hours You're into it. High. Yeah. <laughs> So what was it about teaching that uh, really triggered you to, to get more serious about it and go for your certifications? Well, teaching is my background. I, I was educated as an elementary school teacher. I taught fifth and sixth grade. So teaching is just something that naturally comes to me. And this was a great way to take that skill and turn it in, in another use. Um, so I think the teaching part was always a passion. And to turn it into something that I could also learn because I love learning, um, and it took it a whole other direction than what I'd had before. I think the, the uh, wanting to go further and do more was my passion for wanting to learn more about it, and the more I, I learned about my own skiing and how the body needs to move and then how to translate that in to teach that to someone else, it just got me excited. And I realized the further I continued to go, the more I could learn, not only for my own self, but the more I was able, the better teacher I could become. Now, you're at Whitetail, Pennsylvania? I am. How big is that area? How many chairs? And uh... um, We have, um, let me count, four, four chairs. It's uh, 900 and maybe 35 vertical feet. It's um, really, it's in Pennsylvania, but it's really considered um, a suburb of, of D.C. is where a lot of our people come. Um, Snowtime is the owner of Whitetail, Liberty, and Roundtop, which is Roundtop is closer to Harrisburg. Liberty is, is also in Pennsylvania, and we're, we're about an hour apart. But we do draw from that D.C. market and, and, and the Baltimore, Annapolis market. 
How crowded do you get? I mean, evenings and weekends, it must be a mob up there. It is. And we have, we can have 10,000 people on a, on a busy day. We have had beginner lessons or something we teach a lot of. And we have had a situation where on a Saturday we've taught 3,000 beginner lessons. It's crazy. And what's your lesson structure? How, how long do you get with a student? We only get about an hour and a half. Um, how many people are in the class? We try to we do try to keep that no more than eight to ten oh, if okay. we can. Uh, however, <laughs> that being said, there are times on busy weekends where we do have to increase that. And um, I we've had horrible stories of years past where we had 40 people in a group but we would put two instructors and we made it work because people were there they only were there for a day and you know it's a day resort it's not they're there for a week so we've got to get them on the mountain and let them feel some success and majority of lessons first timers majority is definitely first timers and the yes. reason i've been exploring this line of questioning is i really want to get into your pursuit of your uh, cert three and how you took the exam and what that was like um, because you're on a mountain without a lot of vertical true so how did you work on the terrain and you don't have a, a huge variety of teaching you're really focusing a lot on the first timers so how did you get the knowledge to pursue the cert three well PSIA has been the best gift that I think has ever come to us um, I wanted I became a level one cert the very first year and the reason I really pushed for that is because in the east we have um, uh, an event called ProJam which is every December and it's for certified instructors whatever level and we go up and we ski with examiners and then there's a master academy that skis with it, um, some of the national demo team that come and I have been doing that every year for 18 years and it's for a week and I have learned an incredible amount of of information about not only my own personal skiing but then taking back the teaching skill from it as well in the last few years I've worked with Terry Barber who I can't even begin to tell you how much I learned from him and I could take that back to my mountain and we have wonderful trainers um, Stan Wilkes who is an examiner Dave Newick who's been there forever um, uh, Sam Cathy who's started who was he's a level three and he does a lot of research for us in our training and we share all of that information and we go together and we meet in the mornings we all have this passion so our mountain will open we can get on the mountain at eight o'clock and we train every Saturday and Sunday morning from 8 till the first lineup which is 10 and then some of us will meet in the evening and train at night and one of the things we've discovered is that because we are a small mountain in order to recreate the different terrain and maybe the difficulty we ski at night because the snow is harder to ski it ices up and it gives us an opportunity to ski something more difficult and to train on that so that's kind of one of the ways we started to get ready for for taking exams. So you really make time to train. Yes. And that is a weekly thing for you. Yes, exactly. And and I have and that's one of the reasons that in the last couple of years when I mean I had passed level 2 a number of years ago and I went through a, a period of that time especially with my age going okay this is enough um, I don't know that I need to go further and I just want to become a better teacher but 
in that process, you keep learning more about yourself and what you're capable of doing. And I have to say that the guys on my training hill and the people that I've worked with and um, Michael Rogan and Matt and Jeb Boyd, who've come to Whitetail, um, never, never looked at me as if I was somebody too old to do anything. And guess so, who just walked behind you and gave you a thumbs up? Matt Boyd. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he was, he's been a great inspiration. <laughs> so, I mean, you've really trained with some great people, but I, I love the amount of time that you've made to actually work on this. How, how prepared did you feel when you went into the exam? Um, <laughs> I took it a couple of times. It did. It took um, three times, um, and I have to say, honestly, I learned something from each one. Um, I was fortunate enough. Good, because that was my next question. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, I was fortunate enough to not to have passed the first two, one and two, fairly easily. Um, but with this, it it was it was a different ball game altogether, and I I had to I had to really step up my game as far as training, and as far as I, I in order to do this, you have to work out year round, and that's something I had to change, and I had to be in the gym far more often than I ever was, and I had to be in the gym minimum three days a week, and I I I know that's part of my age because I could not go out there and not be physically prepared to do what I had to do and to be ready to tackle any of the challenges, um, especially the agility versatility challenge. So that was part of preparation for it. Um, and where were we going from there? <laughs> <laughs> Just how prepared you felt and, yeah. and how about uh, information wise? Um, I felt, yes, I certainly knew what was expected of me. I don't know that I was always ready to, to deliver it each time. I think the variations of, of conditions changed. The, one of the first ones, I went to an exam in, um, uh, up at uh, Whiteface in New York, and it was, we got 48 inches of snow. <laughs> and I'm on, I'm on slalom skis. Right. And so we had never, I'd never skied in 48 inches of snow in, you know, 24 hours. It was crazy. And it was one of the, it was a couple of years ago and it was one of the biggest snowstorms they had had up there. So I, um, that was a good experience <laughs> on a number of levels. And then um, I went this year again, I went to Cannon Mountain and again i decided it must be me because i was prepared for the reputation of cannon being very icy so i had my slalom skis and i got there and they had a foot and a half of snow so <laughs> i i had to kind of go back and regroup and, I, and each time i had to really go into myself and think about you know how how much more am i going to push and i thought why would i stop now i'm going to go one more time at least and i learned something from each one and I got lucky on the, the last one. One of the most fun things I heard was once you get your level three, that just tells you how much you don't know. <laughs> you know, I think that's absolutely the truth. I have, and it, I, I also see that now in skiing. I think having the pressure off of knowing that I've reached a goal that I had set, I am really can be more relaxed about learning even more and think of it in terms of how I can pass that on to someone else versus in terms just totally and how it improves my skiing. I want to help other people improve theirs. And I was just going to say, you seem very goal-driven. What, what uh, is going to drive you in the future? And I think that's it. I love passing it on. I want to help other people achieve whatever their goal is. I think 
that is something that really gives us a lot of spark no matter what your age is and such a sense of accomplishment. Um, and, and as Michael <laughs> mentioned, I do have grandchildren and, um, and, my, and I have two daughters and I want them to see that life just can keep giving and that you should not give up no matter what your age is. Emily Spiker, thanks very much for joining us. Congratulations on uh, attaining that Cert 3. That's fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. From the PSIA AASI Mobile Studios at Huntley Lodge 2018 National Academy at Big Sky Resort in Montana, I'm George Thomas.